Disappointed but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised. Hey guys, welcome back to another week of the fuckery where you're disappointed but not surprised co-host. I'm Alex. I'm Addie. And we just got a very interesting picture sent to our DMs. <laughs> Like, we've prefaced this before, that we are so popular in the micro wiener community. Ew. Ambassadors. Ew. Okay, wait. Oh. So I get this random message from this guy, Zach, Z-A-C-C-C point zero zero seven, And he goes, hey, with like the heat face emoji with the tongue out. And yeah. I said, the fuck you want, micro dick? And he goes... And he said, and I didn't even know this was one of our micro fans. I just, just have to assume, assume at this is. point. Yeah. He sends me this picture of his disgusting shriveled up ant eater. And he looks like he has tidy whities on and there's like pee stains. I thought that was a diaper. <laughs> oh no, it is just tidy whities. tidy whities with like his little pee stains. skid marks then. I thought it looked like pee. I don't know, but there's something wrong with you people. Yeah, and it's really, honestly, it's an ugly fucking dick. That is ugly. And I was None like, of them are ever manscaped. <laughs> He's like, I was like, you have pee stain in your diaper. He's like, I've been out all day drinking. It's Christmas, babe. <laughs> oh, so that, that explains it. Oh, okay, no problem. And then I was like, do you wear your diaper to the par? He goes, that's Emporio Armani designer boxers. So you just put skid marks in them? Oh, I think he took, ew, what the fuck? This is, an, this is one of the ugliest wieners I've ever seen. Wow, that's pretty bad. And we've seen bad ones. We've seen bad ones. Guys, I like. I don't know how we've come, become so popular in the micro wiener community. It's amazing. I know. It's like a whole movement. It's a movement. It's like free Britney, except <laughs> it's with micro wieners. Free the anteater peepee. Why do they all have bushes? I don't know. Makes it look bigger. Dude, this is disgusting. Like his pubes take over everything. It's like a quarter of an inch of pubes and then like a half an inch wiener. Yeah, it's gross. Gross. Anyway, well, you know what, guys? We have to share it. Since we get these photos, we have to share them as gifts to you guys. That's true. <laughs> we can't be the only ones suffering, even though we asked for it. <laughs> we didn't well i mean we did the micro dick episode and then everybody wants to dm us now it's amazing we even had a guy that was supposed to come on tonight a sissy that was sending us pictures of him in like skirts and shit yeah but i don't know he sissied out so hopefully next week or something like that we get him on and we literally just got another micro dick picture dm as we speak why am i not surprised i'm not really disappointed either <laughs> not kidding <laughs> Yo, we aren't kidding that we are the queens of the micro community. And they all text us the same thing, SPH. So yeah. anybody that doesn't know what SPH is, it means small penis humiliation. I had to look that up. I had no fucking clue what it I meant. I had no idea either. I'm like, And I was like, sunscreen? what? 
Wait, we had one guy that thought it meant like a, a rapper thing too. We have this one uh, micro guy, Marty Beans, that DMs <laughs> us, but I accidentally called him Mary. And so like he gets really fucking pissed off all the time. But we asked him if he was into it because he sent us his little winky. And what did he say? He's like, what did he think SPH meant? He's uh, He starts like naming his favorite rap artist. Yeah. And we're <laughs> like, what? And he's like... Where is it? He's like Eminem. And we're like, uh, he's like, I like rap songs and country music. None of this rapper shit. He thought it was like some rap song or whatever it was. Jesus Christ. I don't even know. Anyway. Like, just yeah, no. Google it, Mary. But no, we had to Google it too. We didn't know <laughs> what the fuck SPH meant either. But it's like a fucking movement. Like, that's like all we get from these weirdos is SPH question mark. Or it's just they send a picture of their little micro and is like, hey, can you put me in a group to humiliate me? Exactly. They're like, add your friends to the group. Yeah. So we've done it before and we've told you guys that we've like done it. Like we had some guy write like... Bart Simpson rocks on his stomach and take pictures walking down his stairwell of his fucking apartment complex with his micro dick out. That thing looked like a little grape. It was so gross. Yeah, they're all really disgusting. Like, I'm no offense, but they're fucking and they're pubes. They all have pubes on them. It's all one big brillo bush. It's disgusting. And you can't even see their little fucking dick of a mouse. But did mouse you? of a dick. <laughs> But did you realize or know that even people, there are some people with normal sized dicks that like to be humiliated and like, like we would be like, oh, your dick is so small, but it's really not like it's average. Yeah. So we actually looked into it a little bit and like people in like, there's a subreddit on like Reddit, it's SPH. And we looked at that and it was all huge cocks. But they all want to be humiliated, too, into being like, haha, you have a small dick, even though their cocks are fucking like elephant trunks. So I need to know what like the psychology behind that is. Like what makes you want to be degraded and humiliated by people? I wouldn't want that. If I ever said that to a guy that I was fucking, like, hey, nice small dick. Yo, if I said that to my boyfriend, he'd be so offended. He wouldn't talk to me. That would be the equivalent of him, like, calling me fat. Right, right. Like, I wouldn't talk to him. We had actually a fight the other night about it. He's <laughs> really? like, I'll go to the couch. Because he's like, all your muscle is weighing down on me or something. And I was, like, leaning on him. And I was like, you called me fat. Oh, my God. But wait, that's almost as bad as the, I saw I see you had the cappuccino. Or whatever the <laughs> fuck. Oh, yeah, no. I said, okay, so, like, Alex knows this. So I got in another fight with my boyfriend. Um, side note. But, like, I fucking had a latte. And we, like, joke around with each other. And I was like, oh, I had a latte today. And he grabs my love handle. And he goes, ha-ha, this is where that latte went. And, like, grabs my fat bowl. Yo, that's so inappropriate <laughs> and, and crossing I'm, the line. Yeah, and I look at him and I was like, that's not nice. I'm going to bed. <laughs> And then, like, later that night, like, we're in bed, and I was like, I'm not going to go to bed mad at you, but that was not nice, and you can't say things like that. And I was like, but I forgive you. But we're going to bring this up on every anniversary of the comment that you said the latte. <laughs> and, of course, I told all his friends and family, his mom. I was like, he made fun of my fat. What did she say? <laughs> they were like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> but, like, no, that's, like, the equivalent of, like, calling a girl fat. Like, if I said something... To them, like, haha, your dick is small. 
Yeah, that's but true. But they would be so fucking pissed. But then why? Yeah, you're right. Like, I want to know what the psychology is behind this that makes them so into being humiliated. It's the cuckolding fetish. Yeah. That's what it is. It's the degradation. Right. But there's, but, okay, this is for the listeners. Are there any female listeners out there that like to be degraded too? Like, do you, like, do you want a man to say to you, like, Oh, your vagina is disgusting. You look like you have roast beef danglers from Arby's. I would never speak to that man again if he called my danglers Arby's curtains. Me neither. <laughs> Not like they are, but like... <laughs> like if somebody pulled down my pants and was like, Yo, Arby's! I'd be like, no. <laughs> Come and take a bite of this hoagie. <laughs> But it's, I don't, I feel like men like that more than females. But I also think, like, I read a blog on it regarding the gender roles, how the men are supposed to be the more dominating ones than the females. But it's like the reversal role of it all that they get turned on by. And that's maybe why, like, women don't like it. But the women get turned on by being the dom and making fun of the guys right i don't know one girl unless it's like some taboo thing that girls don't talk about that enjoy being humiliated yeah it's like maybe the feeders do but that's different that's a form of like fat fetish right yeah i don't know i want you to worship my pussy not make fun of it exactly (laughs) exactly that's the only way it should be but there's like these group of men like i think there was like what did we look at the sph group there was like eighteen thousand men in that group of small penis humiliation and then there's like different ones like that one's sph and then there's other ones like um what is it the it's small penis humiliation that's what it is yeah it's like an actually like, written out instead yeah. of sph and there's like thirty two thousand members in that one and it's like we get a new one every single day we were just saying that we must have had like a hundred in the past year and before this whole podcast thing i didn't even know that that many people had a micro dick right like i thought it was like like one in a million it's, it's not. Like it's like lot. one in 50. It, <laughs> Seriously. You've come across one in real life, right? Yes. It was the size the of a walnut. Yeah, the walnut. Yeah. And he had like a lot of money too. So it was one of those like almost like a Napoleon syndrome type things where he like. Right. I guess he got so rich to compensate. Has to be because nobody's fucking you for the good sex. Right. They're fucking you for the black card. (laughs) Like. (laughs) I never had a micro, but in college there was one guy on spring break that was really tiny. Well, I didn't fuck him. The I didn't walnut. fuck the I just spring saw break it. guy too. Oh, thank God. You couldn't. No. no. But his friends warned me like, yo, because I was like making out with him or whatever. And we like all hung out in a group. Um, and like I, they warned me. They're like, yo, his dick's really small. And I was like, okay. But then he's married and has kids because we like remain Facebook friends because you weird. friended Facebook, you know, with everybody when you went on spring yeah, break with yeah. them or whatever. Oh, shit. Wait. What? The guy from that was supposed to interview tonight just texted and said he can interview. Okay. All right, guys. All right, guys. All right, guys. This answers all of our questions, actually. So, um, guys, here is our guest for the night. It's Sissy Kylie. 
Hey, Sissy Kylie, how are you? Hey, I'm well. How are you doing? Good, thank Good. you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, so well, my name is Sissy Kylie. Um, I'm a sissy, and I go by the name Kylie. Um, what is a sissy? Yeah. Can you tell us what, a, what you describe a sissy as? Yeah, so basically, okay, there's a couple of different things that go into it, but um, a sissy is more specifically someone who, if we're talking in like the realm of um, fetishes, right, like sexual fetishes, um, then so like a sissy is someone who likes to dress up or be forced to dress up more so, like they more so like the idea of being forced to act feminine um, or act girly, if you will. Uh, they like to be forced to dress up in girls' clothes, forced to wear makeup, a wig, whatever. Um, they like to be forced to take on more feminine mannerisms. Um, sometimes that may be just like the way they walk or um, how they talk, how they act. And uh, they like to be just like basically um, humiliated for taking on this, this these female characteristics um, and they like to kind of be forced to do so. So, and like, it's usually you follow a submissive role to a dominant or someone who is maybe non-dominant, but is switch or, or whatever. But usually you, you, you take on a, a very submissive role and kind of obey um, the person who you're having an interaction with. That's kind of cool. So how, and you just sent us, like, how did you find us? Did you find us? You found us through Instagram because you sent us a bunch yeah. of pictures in like lingerie and dresses and high heels and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, I actually like, I mean, on Instagram, I search a lot of stuff in the fetish world. Um, I have like a lot of fetishes, you name it, and I pretty much have it or I've done it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was just like looking at a lot of different things and somehow I can't recall what I was looking at, but I came across uh, your guys' page and then I saw that you did podcasts and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, um, I was like really interested in like what you did. And then I've never like been on a podcast or anything before or done any of that, but um, first time for everything. Yeah. Yeah, right. So um, I figured I've had a lot of first time for everything. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I figured I'd reach out and kind of uh, see what y'all were about and then um, kind of just go from there. Um, I wasn't really expecting you guys necessarily to respond, but uh, it was cool that you did. And I was like excited to talk to you. Well, you look good in your outfit. So. Yeah. <laughs> you Thank look better you. than I, I do in heels. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, it's, it's really hard to find heels in, uh, in my size. It's tough to find a size like 13 women's heel. Seriously, oh. I would think it would be so um, accessible, especially nowadays, because like, especially with the trans world and everybody's, you know, well, that's huge for a woman, though. Yeah, that's so, a big yeah, size shoe, I mean, though. I get, I get it in the sense of like online shopping, probably. But like, I want to go like in store shopping to find it. Um, yeah, so that's why like it's hard for me to, to find so how'd you get into this oh gosh well it dates back pretty far 
Um, when I was like, okay, so bear with me here, but it's quite, quite, um, anyway, I'll, I'll try and give you the brief rundown, but it goes back to about when I was maybe seven years old, six years old, somewhere around there. Um, I remember I would dress up in my younger sister's clothes. She was only a couple years younger than me. And I didn't do it like necessarily with anyone home. Like this was when like maybe everyone was downstairs or like people were outside or whatever. And I was like the only one upstairs and I would go into her room and like try on clothes, like, um, like whether it be like a swimsuit or a skirt or whatever it was. And at this age, you don't really know why you're doing that, you know? Um, and I didn't really know much about, um, like obviously sexual fetishes at all. I didn't, you know, didn't really know what sex was, didn't know what a fetish was. Um, then I stopped that. I can't recall exactly when, but I know I did it a couple of times. And I do recall when I was younger that I definitely got like turned on by it. Um, and I didn't know why, but anyway, um, now looking back at it, I remember in high school, age like, um, this would have been a while ago, but yeah, back in high school, I started, uh, dressing up again, uh, in like the latter half of high school. I had dressed up for Halloween as a girl a couple of times in middle school and high school and didn't really think much of it, but then I really like, it was just, it was just for a joke or a gag, whatever. Um, but then like, I really started like finding a lot of stuff on porn when I was in high school as most high schoolers do. And yeah, I really found a lot of different things that kind of triggered me. I wasn't necessarily searching for them. You just kind of come across them. I mean, I was searching all kinds of stuff, but it was more so like, you know, pretty much straight original porn, if you will. I came across some things and looked into them a little bit more and found there were some things that turned me on. Like one of the first things I saw was pegging. And I was like, huh, this is interesting. And like, I found that it really turned me on. Um, just some girl with a strap on who was pegging a guy. And I was like, oh, okay. And then that led down the rabbit hole to all kinds of things like female domination, um, led to specification, forced feminization. Um, I'm not really into like Findom. I know I've listened to like a couple of your podcasts on Findom, but like I'm not really necessarily into that. Um, and there's like all lots of different things that I, that I found, but like specification, forced feminization, um, with female uh, domination. Um, I found stuff with uh, transsexuals on there, which I really found I liked just like a female like that has a dick essentially tip and a dick kind of like the best of both worlds yeah and those things just really turned me on and then I started like experimenting my senior year of high school I wound up actually um hooking up with my first guy am I talking too much no, no we're listening we're, intrigued. we're very intrigued yeah no keep going all right yeah okay so like I wound up actually like hooking up with the first guy I've hooked up with some dude I actually had class with and I knew he was gay but like I had like messaged him like on Facebook or something a year after like I class him and it was like as I graduated and we actually like met up and I sucked his dick in the back of my dad's car 
good for you. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I like was super like nervous about it. Um, and then I was like, yeah, I don't really know if I want to do that ever again. Like after it, like it happened and I just felt super like weird and felt pretty bizarre for like a week after that. And then I was like, whatever. And then like, I don't know. I just kept on like seeing stuff that I liked to get on porn. And I was like saying like, I could do this again, you know? And it took me a while to go do that again, but I actually met up with a trans girl this time. And this was someone else who was also in my high school had just graduated and we hooked up and this is actually a pretty funny story. Um, so same thing in the back of my dad's car again. And <laughs> Your poor dad's car. <laughs> Yeah. So sorry, um, Dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry. Um, and I wound up. So we wound up hooking up in the back of the car, but like this time, like I'd never had sex before, like with a man or a trans woman, um, but like I'd really wanted to. And um, so, and me being obviously more into like sissy stuff and stuff like that, I'm more so a bottom when it comes to that. Although like in traditional roles, like I'm pansexual. I like all people really um, okay. never really see myself necessarily dating a guy or being romantically attracted, uh, only more so physically. I'm really only romantically and emotionally and uh, intellectually attracted to uh, females. Okay. But anyway, yeah. So with this trans woman, that's why I was like, okay, like a trans woman, someone like I'm a little bit more down for, right? Like someone who has, a female like looks like a female kind of wants to think and kind of act and thinks like a female but has a also dick. like has a dick, yeah. right so i'm like okay <laughs> this is great like my girlfriend can fuck me kind of thing so yeah so we hooked up and like i was riding her dick and i was just like bouncing on it shit in the back of the car and then it was like amazing like i was like in heaven and like i had fingered myself before and stuff like that and toyed myself but like not with like a dildo or anything. Um, but yeah. And then a cop pulls up behind us. Stop. Oh God. That's so embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> Licensing your dad's you. registration. <laughs> oh my God. I kid you not. I'm like, what? I'm barely, I'm barely 18. So at the time I'm like barely 18 and I'm, and I, and the cop pulls up behind me and this is like right like, I can say all kinds of vulgar stuff on this, right? Or yeah, no? you can say whatever you and, want. And this is, like, right as I'm coming. Like, I'm riding this trans girl's dick, and I'm coming, and I'm just like, oh, my God, it feels amazing. And, like, talk about a freaking buzzkill. Like, this cop pulls up right behind me. And I Like, the, the car just shines a light from, like, heart attack. So, like, I'm over here, like, pulling my panties up and, like, pulling up my skirt, and I'm like, oh, my God. And... Um, yeah, so I had to get out of the car and like we hopped into the driver and passenger seat, like so quick. I don't know how we did it. And yeah, so you let us go. Nothing really happened. I was just like, Oh my God, I had an absolute heart attack. And after that, I laid low for a while. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't do much after that for a while, but I had a few girlfriends here and there after that. And then I went into college right after that summer and that's when I really started like experimenting a lot. Did you and ever tell your girlfriends that you like to dress up? 
Yeah. So that's the thing. I had one girlfriend in high school. Like I told her, like, I like all these things that are like uh, all these kinky things and want her to dominate me and stuff like that. Like, and we did a little bit of that and, um, we wound up like not really hitting it off too well and ended that relationship anyway. But, um, I feel like she was like a little bit weirded out with it, but didn't really say much. Um, but in college I was like, I kept it on the down low. I didn't really say much about it. I actually wound up meeting this trans girl on Tinder and she's like smoking. Like she's so fine. Or no, it wasn't even, no, it wasn't Tinder. It was a girl I met on Tinder and I wound up telling her like, Hey, this is how I am. And she's like, Oh, okay. I'll be friends with you, but I don't necessarily want to date you kind of thing. I was like, that's cool. So we wound up becoming friends. She's like, Hey, um, if you like trans girls and stuff, you probably really like my friend. And like, maybe she could help you out with how you are. Anyway, introduced me to her friend and her friend was like smoking. I finally get a date with her friend. Yeah. So did you hook up well, with her? So yeah, she and I, she and I finally went on a date and then we actually hooked up. She was like, like I was the top in this situation. Like I was topping her and it was like really good though. Like I loved it. Um, I actually really started to have feelings for her and it was weird because I didn't, ever date a trans girl and have feelings for them and didn't know if I would. Um, she went up breaking it off with me um, for whatever reason why. Uh, didn't really tell me a whole lot about it. Um, but I did tell her like how I was and I think it just kind of turned her off as to how I was because I think she's like, oh, like you want to be me. You don't want me. You want to be me kind of thing. Yeah, but I don't and, look at it that way. Yeah, well that's kind of how like she said it one time. She's like, oh, like I don't think you want me. Like, I think you want to be me. And I was like, well, like sometimes like I wish I was you, but like, as far as like, you know, there are lots of times where I'm confused. Like, do I, do I want to transition or is this just like sexual fetish kind of thing? Um, do you think you might transition or no, you just think that you just like dressing in women's clothing and being a sissy. It's different from drag and it's different from trans being a sissy, obviously. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously different from drag because drag is more of a performance, but do you think you would ever do drag because you liked dressing in the women's clothes or it's totally different? Yeah. I think drag would be fun. Like I think it'd be fun here and there, but it's not necessarily my thing. Okay. I think it'd be kind of exhilarating to do. Because, like, so for me as a sissy, like, like I said, I experimented a lot throughout college. Like, I hooked up with guys, um, hooked up with girls, trans girls, had a couple threesomes. Like, um, I'll tell you one thing that's super nice is, like, taking dick and sucking dick at the same time. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, if you haven't done that, <laughs> that's something Been there, done that. Um, <laughs> I yeah. Tower. Okay. Eiffel Tower. <laughs> okay. Great. Exactly. Yeah. I was absolutely in love with that. <laughs> Um, anyways, I'm just telling you guys some random weird stories, but <laughs> no, that's to fine. Like, do, yeah, you, to, do you tell people like early on your fetishes or do have you ever been on like, what is it? Like fat, um, fat life, fat life and fat stuff life. like that. Yeah, for... So I tried fat life. It's like a little, it was a little, a little difficult. It's not really, I don't know. I feel like people just play so many games online as far as like trying to actually meet in person, like Tinder even is like trying to actually meet someone one in person it's like you got to pull teeth to get that to happen well um, yeah i mean and that's with any type of relationship like yeah, you know even like, just hanging out for a first date just you know yeah, oh, like, my, my bad thing, i'm busy this but, weekend yeah 
Yeah, I get like from a safety standpoint, a hundred percent. Like, be safe, but like, I can video chat you. You know, like, can we not just video chat before so that way you're more comfortable? Yeah. Right. Anyway, I, I agree. Whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I I was very scared to tell girls that I would date originally, and then I started becoming more open, and I would tell them, and then they, I mean, most of them stopped dating me for whatever reason it was, for the most part a lot of them were usually cool with it. Like they weren't necessarily cool with it. Like they're like, okay, I'm okay with it. Like I'll try and understand, but just like take your time with me with things. Like I don't want to like, you know, rush into something I don't want to do. And I was like, fair enough. That's okay. Um, but so whether they left for one reason or another, like usually it wasn't necessarily because of that. Um, but I kind of got the feeling it was at times, you know? Um, and then there were times where, um, I would, I would realize I was like, okay, you know what? Like I actually got really emotionally invested with these people. And then I told them all this. And then like, I was like, I can't get emotionally invested and then tell people for, for the respect of myself and, and them. So I was like, I'd rather tell them, you know, maybe not the first date, <laughs> but, uh, Second, third. after we dated a couple of times, yeah. hung out and like, if they want to start getting physical with me, then I'd be like, okay, Hey, um, let's let's just like talk about some things hey this is kind of how i am with things and i just want to let you know before we get in a more emotionally invested relationship so that way it'd be fair to myself and to them that you know saying that a year or two down the road and then you break up because of that like that would be heartbreaking you know yeah i feel Um, like a year or two later to divulge your sexual fantasies is too long i think like before the first time you have sex if it's something, because this is something that you need. This is a fulfilling thing that you have to have in your life, right? In your partnership. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it's like, it's interesting. So I've been raised in a fairly traditional Christian family, right? Do um, your, does your family I, know? Does your parents know or no? Yeah. Uh, half my family knows. Not okay. everyone does. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, part of it was because like my sister found out randomly and then like a very bizarre way. And I kind of like shaked it off, but then I didn't want to lie. So I just explained to her and I eventually told my mom, but yeah, I haven't told like my whole family. Um, and I haven't told like all of my friends, but a decent amount of friends know. And I'll get to that like in a minute as to why, but, um, but yeah, like it's not something that it's weird. Cause like that's how I was raised, right. That, and that traditional Christian family, but then also, I don't necessarily believe in those values a hundred percent. However, I do have a relationship and like a spiritual relationship with, um, a higher being, if you will, like who I would call a higher being. So when it comes to my spirituality and what my beliefs, some derived from Christianity, it, it definitely plays a taxing role on everyday life. It's a struggle as to, you know, um, try not to, to live this way, if you will. Um, sexually, yeah, there's a lot of taboo that, that all kinds of taboo that people delve into. Um, so for me, it's like, you know, why I'm not any worse than anyone else when it comes to, uh, this sin or that. Right. But, um, it is, it is definitely an internal struggle. Um, you're not hurting anyone. Yeah, I don't think it's a sin at all. It's your sexual preference. It's whatever the fuck you want to do. It's not like you're out there like, you know, there's certain sexual things that are not okay, like snuff porn or, you know, raping someone. Like that's like fucked up. But like, excuse me, what you're into 
who gives a fuck? You right. like to dress up in women's clothing and you don't have a sexual preference. You you like the person for who they are. Who fucking cares? Yeah. And I get like yeah. the Catholic belief is, you know, against. But they also say God loves everyone. So, yeah, so you it's know very what? They contradictory. Can go yeah, yeah exactly. So I don't think that, I mean, again, everybody has their own internal struggles, but I don't think that you should ever have an internal struggle with your faith of what your sexual preference is as long as you're happy and as long as you're a good person and and making other people happy and doing the right thing and if you're experimenting sexually to feel good then who gives a fuck exactly and that's like what a lot of my friends say to be honest and i mean again like i just i'm very like i said i'm very um in touch with my faith if you will and I don't think that any one sin is different from another, right? They're all weighted the same. Um, but for me, it's like, it's the aspect of like, I don't think me, what I do in the bedroom or if I'm just doing dressing up or if I like to, um, you know, if I like to get fucked with a strap on and, you know, all that stuff, like, I don't think that's necessarily sinful. It's the aspect of when I sometimes like to do this publicly, right? Like I like to be seen as a woman publicly. Or, you know, do you do it like no. in a public setting or just like you DM people like how you DM'd me and Alex or something like that? And you like random people. Are you talking which what which one are you talking about? Like you don't go and like yeah. fucking flesh like random people in a park. Oh, no, no, no. I don't mean in, in that <laughs> aspect. No, I didn't mean like just going out walking around like that. No, yeah, no, no. like flashing I your meant, trench coat to like. <laughs> yeah, no, I meant in the sense of like, I like to. Like, I want to dress up, like, as a girl and go, like, to the mall or something and go get my nails done. I or, think you should. Um, go shopping or, um, you know, but the the thing about it is, like, one, it's something I think is fun. Like, I like doing girly things. Like, that's why I kind of fall along the lines of, like, gender fluidity, if you will. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's, like, just, just having girls' nights, hanging out with my girlfriends and whatever, painting nails, watching movies, talking and whatnot. Like, I like stuff like that. But it's also, like, that I feel like is okay. Like, the idea of, like, wanting to be perceived as a girl is when it's, like, I'm not okay with myself because I just have this idea in my head and from what I've just learned and what I believe that, you know, I was, that a mistake wasn't made with how I am. Like, I was born this way for a reason. I was born as, as like, male for a reason. Um, you know, I even vision my future, you know, as, as a father and having kids and whatnot. And so that's where it really, if you can understand, I guess, kind of where I have that internal battle with myself. But as of like right now, it's just like, I just keep on like this urge to, to be a sissy is like, it's always, it's there a lot. And like, it's more so just through sexual frustration, right? So it's not often you meet someone who is like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm down to, like, turn you into sissy and, like, fuck you with a strap on and stuff. Yeah. No, it's not like you can walk around the corner and meet someone who's down to do that. So meeting those people, it's seldom. And then, like, for me, I don't really want to get sexually involved with someone unless, like, we have a good um, emotional connection because I connect with, with the person, right? And um, if I have that connection with them, then I feel like I can get sexually involved with them. So it's difficult to find people like that. Um, and so, yeah, I have a lot of sexual frustration pent up with that. But the, the aspect of what it is, is like, 
I've kind of told you guys that I have a lot of different fetishes and stuff. And a lot of what goes into specification is like the humiliation aspect. Like you kind of just want to, you want to not to sound degrading toward women or, or to you ladies, but like it's the aspect of like a man going and taking on like a woman's role and in a, like in a sexual manner and um, like, you know, dressing like slutty and like a female or, um, you know, and, and then being treated like such sexually is, is degrading, right? It's supposed to be degrading. Like you, you want to be, feel degraded. Like, um, does that make sense? You know, do you like want them to the call most, you the like, degrading thing. yeah, like good girl, like, you know, like stuff like that. Do you like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like the most degrading thing, I guess you could say like for guys, like, you know, throughout, throughout like history, like growing up as a guy, like last thing you want to be is like told that. Like, you do something like a girl, right? You yeah, don't yeah. Say like, oh, you throw you like a girl. girl. Like a girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? Exactly. So, like, a lot of what these um, ideas for this fetish are drive behind is is just what society has told us over, over years and years and years, right? Because um, that's just, like, subconsciously in the back of our head. So it's like, oh, like, if I want to be degraded, then, like, be treated like a girl kind of thing, right? Oh, so what is that? Like, be forced to dress up. Be forced to, you know, wear makeup. Be forced to do things that a girl is like forced to suck dick. Like, like I have forced by fantasies, right? Like if I have a girlfriend, like she would force me to like suck some guy's dick or something or to get fucked by him or, or whatever. Um, like there are a lot of fantasies and a lot of, um, fetishes that I have. Um, this also leads into like cuckolding and stuff, which, um, like I have a huge fantasy of like, I'd love for like my girlfriend to cuckold me, like, and like tell me about guys who are fucking her or, um, tell me like, or like, I'd love to sit there and watch her and get fucked and like her tell me like how like I'm pathetic and worthless and how I can't pleasure her. And that's why some other guy has to do it. Or like, tell me how I'm not a real man and like have me sitting there like dressed up like in the corner and like a dress and whatnot. And like, you know, with like a chastity cage on my clit. Um, that's something like us sissies, we call it our clitty. Yeah, no, we've either. seen that before. Um, yeah, so, like, stuff like that, like, uh, having a girl keep me in chastity to where I could only have sexual pleasure from anal penetration. Like, I'm into stuff like that. Like, I would love to have, like, I have the idea or the fantasy of, like, I really would love for a woman to, like, a dominant woman to come into my life, and she keeps me in chastity all the time, and... Um, only lets me come from anal penetration and only lets me come like a girl. It only lets me come like a sissy, if you will, from um, anal penetration. And like, love for her to force me to do buy things. Um, like, you know, I'd love for her to like cuckold me and like tell me how I'm not a real man and not enough for her and stuff. And this goes back to a lot of like, I know I'm telling you all this stuff and like some people, sometimes you can just be like, drunk off your off of like i don't know if you've ever heard people who are like really horny and they're just like drunk off of it like or high off of it and like but when you when it really boils down to it and you like you know like post nut clarity if you've ever heard of that oh yeah Um, yep (laughs) yeah so you realize you're like why did i just do that like why (laughs) did i just wear makeup and a dress and like fucking ride this dick and like have someone come down my throat kind of thing like right or have someone tell me i'm a little sissy slut and like that i'm worthless and have like 
the tiniest little clitty. Like, why? You know? And like, but then you're like, oh, this just really turns me on because then like, you know, the next day you want to do that or whatever, or an hour later. Um, and so for me, it's like, I, I really want that. And I haven't really found someone who's like, just going to give that to me for me to like test it out and see like, is this something I really want to do more regularly and like have someone like, like this forced fantasy is also a lot of people who have this forced fantasy. If you've talked to some people, so I do a lot of research. I do a lot of study. I'm really huge into wellness, like health and wellness. I really believe that um, the mind is a powerful tool and that you need to own it. Um, if you're not mentally well, you can't be physically well or financially well or spiritually well. Um, so I do a lot of research on this. Like this is some, this is my biggest mental struggle. I know I have it. Everyone has their own. Um, but I do a lot of research on this stuff and I know a lot of the different fetishes and whatnot and how they act and how they play back to childhood. I went to therapy for two years to learn more about myself. Um, and I read a lot of books about it and I know that a lot of stuff has to do with like your childhood, how you grow up, like the dynamic of the household that you live in, um, morals and values that were um, bestowed upon you from, a young age, whether it was, um, something you welcomed or was forced upon you. Um, simple, simple, different words that just stick with you differently. Something you may have seen, um, whatever, like I could remember like a TV show when I was younger and seeing like, you know, like this witch or whatever, like turn a, like a guy into a girl or something like that. It was like, he was wearing girls clothes or whatever. And like, that's something I still think about to this day. Right. And this is something I saw when I was like a little kid. And, but that clearly is something that clicked in my brain with this whole dressing up idea, um, and being turned on by it. Um, I would love to find someone who's down to like, kind of have like a full, like full on relationship that way. Like who would maybe push me to be a sissy more often because part of the aspect of it and why I feel bad doing it in public is the humiliation. Right. Um, like I think I was even told you, like, like, I want you to like, you know, like, like part of it's like posting pictures, right? Like, oh, you want someone to like post your pictures. Like now you're out and now you, now you have to transition. Now you have to become a girl. Like everyone knows now kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So that's like, that's part of like the forced feminization, like forced fantasy is like some people have is like some people who are trans or who have this idea, like, they're scared or they're tired of hiding it and they just want someone to force them out of hiding it. So that way they can't hide it anymore. That makes Um, sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, if I come out right, then it's like, Oh, I did it. It was my choice. But if someone else chooses it for you, then it feels like it's easier because it's like, no, it's not true. Someone else said it. Right. So that's kind of like how that forced fantasy comes into play. It's like, Oh, if someone's forcing me to do it, then, I'm not choosing to dress up, right? As I'm currently sitting here in a skirt and broad pants talking to you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's like, I mean, I voluntarily do it, clearly. But <laughs> the idea of having someone force you to do it um, makes you feel less guilty. It's like, oh, okay, it's, they're forcing me to dress up. Like, I have no control over this. Yeah, or, like, like I'm realistically, not it. Yeah. Yeah, right? Or like, that's why like, and it's tough because it's like, how does a girl really like, I mean, not to say that women are weak, but um, I'm a pretty decent sized guy. So it's like, 
how are how are how is the girl like physically going to assume power over me in like a in the bedroom kind of thing? So it's like, what do you do? Oh, like handcuffs. Pictures. Yeah. Okay, handcuffs. Yeah. So, well, I was thinking of more like the mental aspect of it, where you give them pictures, right? And now it's like the whole like blackmail thing. Like, oh, well, if you don't do what I say, then I'm going to show everyone your sissy pictures, kind of thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's a big part yeah, of Findom too, where they have that like it's a blackmail thing, hanging it over your yes, head. I'm going to out exactly. you to your wife, your boss, your whoever, if you don't pay mm -hmm. me exactly like that's a huge thing and like i'm very familiar with fandom because like i don't necessarily go into it like i've i've dabbled in it here and there like i've you know paid someone to you know treat me like a little sissy slut over the phone and whatnot <laughs> but um that was like something cheap and someone who wasn't professional i was like yeah i'm not gonna do this yeah um i mean to be fair like i'm not not like to be um prideful too prideful but um, in my, you know, manly or male form, if you will, like I'm a pretty, uh, most say like I'm a very attractive man. This is why a lot of people don't understand why I do what I do. At least women, when I, when I start dating them or whatever, they're like, why you're, like, you're, you're such an attractive guy. Like why, like, you know, you can get any girl you want kind of thing. And like, they say that and it's like, well, like I understand, like, sometimes I look myself in the mirror and I have a little bit of gender dysphoria and I don't feel that way. Um, but like, sometimes I do, I'm like, okay, yeah. Like I'm, I'm confident in myself as a man, but then like, it doesn't mean like I still don't have these, these fetishes that keep um, coming to mind that I want to enact. And yeah. So like, I don't know. I'm just kind of went on rambling and telling you like everything, but um, yeah. Any, other questions or anything you want to say? I kind of just no. I we I loved it. I, I I we got a lot of information I, from you, and I was very interested in all of that. Yeah. Alex and I were just talking before you called in about like the psychology behind everything, because technically this is not what you do is not the norm per se, you know, quote unquote. But what the fuck is normal at this point? in our lives yeah nothing nothing yeah. you know like hey, to each their yeah. own too just because i <laughs> say i'm not into something but i'm into other stuff you know it's like, yeah and it doesn't you know it's not like the norm like it's not like the fucking you know missionary dry vanilla, vanilla shit but it's it's yeah. what you like and it's what you prefer but then again like you know there always is like a psychology behind everything it's like the you know the degrade de what is it called degrade degradation degradation um like your your the being fact degraded. that you like being degraded you know there's something to say about yeah. that too but do you mm -hmm. like believe like do you take it to heart what they actually say or is it just kind of like an in the moment thing like a sexual thing yeah. or do you go home at okay. night and like lay awake and think about it like, you're like i am a sissy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, like I said, I'm a, I'm a big believer in the mind and, and assuming power over your mind, right? You control the mind, you, you control your life, right. um, whether you're paralyzed or not. Um, and you're like, so it's super powerful tool, which is why I'm, I'm really just learning so much about why I like these things is because I don't want these to essentially control me, you know, but there are times like when you're like horny and you just go dumb, like you're like, I'm just, a dumb sissy whore and I just want to be treated like that <laughs> and um so you got to be careful with it when it when it comes to, to that aspect um so 
so like I said, I kind of like am in the, in the point in my life where I want to try this. And like, so if someone, if someone tells me, like, I guess to answer your question before going to that, if someone tells me that stuff, I don't necessarily take it to heart. Okay. Again, like I, I'm doing a lot of good things in my life, you know, when I go around in my, in my daily life. Um, and I, I, I hold myself to a high standard and people know that and people are like, okay, this person is doing that and that like, Oh, well, well, how come you're not doing this? Like if I'm not doing something like that, people will question me. Right. So it's almost also like being sissy Kylie is also like an escape for me. Right. Um, yeah. I'm sure you've heard through the world of fetishes, like a lot of people who are like CEOs, higher ups, this and that, like, have some weird ass fetishes where oh, they like yeah. to like, give up Head. control and give up yeah. power. That's right? anybody that goes to a dominatrix is, or I would say 90% of a dominatrix client is all very high profile people, senators, yeah. government, cops, mm -hmm. lawyers, CEOs, yeah, stockbrokers with normal families yeah. that make a ton of fucking money that can afford $2,000 cash in a fucking hour to be pegged. You know what I mean? But they yeah. like that. Hey. They separate it mm -hmm. so there's it doesn't involve their family. It's a paid thing, and they get to be humiliated and degraded for an hour, and it's their release. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Their release is exactly what it is, right? So for me, that's what I'm trying to understand, compartmentalize, and if it's if it needs to be compartmentalized, right? Like I said, I'm I'm in the position right now where after like all the research I've done and stuff, I want to try and like actually just go out more as a girl. Um, see how I like it, you know, see how I'm treated, um, see how I am with my friends, you know, like go get a Manny Petty, like go shopping for panties at Victoria's Secret, like, um, you know, maybe go on a date with a guy in somewhere as a girl. Um, I've never done that, but like at least try it. Like I'm wanting to explore this sissy side of me more so like, and see if it's like something I want to do more full time. Um, cause I haven't tried that yet and I want to try it at least before, um, before I make a decision kind of thing, you know? Um, and, but yeah, like you said, like, like I, that's kind of how I am. You know, I, I'm, I do a lot of things. I, I, I do a lot of good things for myself and, and for others. And I really hold myself to a high standard. And when people see that they hold you to that standard, right? You live a high stress lifestyle almost like it's not good to stress, you know, it's, I, I do my best not to. I try to live presently and not so much in the past or the future. But, because um, that's where anxiety is derived from. But the um, the idea of like, like doing this full time, like it, it, it's scary, right? Because um, I do a lot of things um, where in my everyday life where like I, I couldn't necessarily do that. So more full-time wouldn't be necessarily full-time, but maybe like 75% of the time, if you will, or 50% of the time versus currently like 5% of the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like an escape. It's, it's like nice. So it's like, wow, would I be able to feel more relaxed more often if I did this more? Um, and I did it publicly. Would I be able to just like feel re relieved? Um, you know, like I, like this, this escape for me or is like such a nice release. And it's like, uh, like I know it when I feel really stressed or really, worried about something is when I start going to this and that's when I start going, okay, I need, I need a break from what I'm doing. Like, is this too much? I'm, I need to, uh, I need to have a good release and, and, and that's what it is, right? The everyday life, me as a man, like 
doing this, you know, like working out, doing all these kinds of things. Like people see me as like a, you know, tall, strong, attractive, goal oriented man. And then they don't know that like I'm a bitch in the sheets kind of thing, (laughs) you know, like I, and why do I do that is because like, um, it's, it's the complete opposite of my daily life. Like, so how do you like, how do you get it to where people don't take you seriously and, and then drop the standard and just like, just have fun and, and I mean, laugh with you or laugh at you, if you will, and just have a joke about it, be the complete opposite. So what's the complete opposite of that tall, strong, oriented, driven man is a sissy. little sissy girl who <laughs> likes to wear panties and a dress and, and get fucked. Like literally is right. <laughs> so yeah, it's just like, this is stuff I've all learned, you know, I didn't know when I was younger, but I've learned over the years and I'm just trying to see now, like, if this is something I can do a little more often though. I like, do I want to go out and do this? Like I, there's times where I just want to go to the mall and just go shopping and whatnot. Um, but then like I get turned on by it. Like I get turned on so much, like the thought of like, I'll just go out and go for a walk and I'll just go in like my clothes at, and like, you know, 11 o'clock at night, not many people are going to see me and I just get so turned on by it. And it's the aspect of that. Like, you know, is someone going to catch me like the public humiliation kind of thing? It's a huge adrenaline rush. Yeah. And I love it. Like it's like, I freaking crave it. And, um, you know, like it goes into like the whole pictures thing and social media aspect and whatnot. And, um, yeah, I mean, even right now, like I, I'm, sitting in my car um I have housemates and they don't really know that I'm like this so but I'm sitting in my car and I'm in like a skirt and my bra and a thong and uh, a little pink crop top yeah and I'm like I like this because I'm like sitting in my car and it's like ooh, like you know someone might see me kind of thing you know I think right. you should go for a walk um, or go out to a bar like that Say what? You should you should venture out if it's something that you want to do. I think you should venture out like this and experiment a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like right now, I was even contemplating like going out and walking around. I would. Um, I don't think if it's something that brings you pleasure, I think you should search into it more and dive into it more. I mean, if it obviously makes you feel that good and like brings you such sexual pleasure, I think, I mean, this is my personal belief. Like I ain't holding back from something that brings me sexual pleasure. Yeah. I'm diving into that shit. (laughs) (laughs) She does. I'm Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I wish I could say that. Like if I was someone else, like I always, I do say too, like if I could live two lives or in a different life or something, like I would like want to maybe try, you know, just being a sissy all the time. Go on vacation Um, and and do it there for the entire vacation or something like that. Yeah. So like, as it's funny you say that I actually lived um, abroad for uh, a little bit of time, like almost a year. And over there, like most people I met, I kind of explained to him how I was not everyone, but most people. And I was actually, I was on Tinder out there as a sissy and I currently am on Tinder as a sissy. Um, yeah. And I've met like really cool people and I've met a lot of people who are into this shit and it's cool. It's just a matter of like getting them to actually meet me, you know? Yeah. Um, 
And then when I was, when I was abroad, it was like, you don't know anyone, right? Like if you're in a completely new place, you don't know anyone. Um, like, like the whole, like the scary part of it is like, of, of doing this or transitioning or, or pursuing a lifestyle or trying to pursue this lifestyle a little bit is the, the repercussions of those who have known you for your life. Um, yeah, right? I get that. Um, and so if it's just brand new people, you don't, Oh, I've only known you for a little bit. It's not like, it's not super emotional. Should we part ways? So yeah, I, I was all about that. I didn't take advantage of going out in public though. I was still too scared. I wish I did though. Um, like going back, I totally would. But yeah, I mean, now it's just something I kind of want to do. I've opened up to more friends about it. Half the people who know that I'm a sissy is because, um, the whole public humiliation aspect, right? Like I told someone and then like they were with their friends and then they're like, you want me to tell my friends? And I was like, yeah, I do it. And they told their friends and then it all started from there. <laughs> and then a bunch of people wound up finding out and a lot of people know. And some people I've told specifically because like there was one time I had a mistress and she told me to tell people. So I told people, um, yeah, and there's one time I had, um, I'm also into, I don't know if you know what age regression is or age play. No. Is that like a baby? So, yeah. Oh, so like, yeah, like age, adult baby syndrome. We love them. Yeah, yeah we love the yeah. babies. <laughs> okay, so I'm not totally, like, uh, familiar or, like, a veteran with that one. Um I've dabbled in it a bit. I haven't like worn a diaper or anything, although I would like to. Um, and I haven't gone into that too much, but I do have like a couple of past experiences with some mommies, if you will. Um, I like the idea of a mommy over a daddy, although I've called many um, strong black men daddy before. <laughs> um, yeah, I go for the BBC. So I do like me a big black cock. Um, Good for you. No, yeah, no, uh, no regrets there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like I've had um, a couple mommies and like they've done that where, I mean, you know, they'll just treat me like their baby girl and dress me up. Um, unfortunately, I didn't have diapers ever, which is something I wanted to do, but person like fell off the face of the earth and I don't know what happened to them um but yeah uh that was really kind of interesting and I liked that and like literally I would just sit there like she would like nurse me and stuff and it was really like it was a turn on not as much as like the whole specification but like specification can play into age regression you know like being treated like a little baby girl kind of thing and it was it was good I liked it it's kind of like still giving up that power giving up control and like someone else is taking care of you, but yeah. Um, yeah. So you incorporate it all. <laughs> yeah, you've done a lot. Yeah, like I said, I've done a lot of shite. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, and like, yeah, like I said, I've I've had a couple daddies here and there, um, and yeah, I like me a my strong black daddy. I'm. It's just something about them. I mean, half of it's like a lot of specification is like to like, especially the cuckolding aspect, like that, like a real man. Right. And like, so who's like a real man, like a, 
you know, a tall, strong, muscular black man with like a huge cock is going to satisfy your, your girl instead of you kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, so like, that's kind of how that played into it. Um, so that's my flavor of men, if, if you're curious. Um, but yeah, I've, I've kind of tried a lot of this stuff. Um, and like one of the weirdest things I've done, I'd say, like you can take a guess if you want. Tell us. We've heard some okay, weird um, shit. We've had guys set their dicks on fire. We've had some, I mean, we've Whoa. had some, yeah, some crazy shit. Yeah. And like the ball busting stuff. Rods, I know that's the thing. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not into sounding or ball busting. Like, and I get kicked in the nuts. I want to throw up. Like, yeah. so that's sounding not my creeps me out. Yeah. And the sounding, I, uh, what? that's very, very scary. Very what? scary. Um, yeah. You can stick, um, like, a cock up my ass, but don't stick anything in, in my in the pee hole. hole. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, but yeah, so like I actually have had a girl pee on me before. Okay, oh, okay. Um, yeah, like, yeah, like, that's I, it. I, We're so desensitized now after yeah, yeah, doing this so podcast. See, yeah, like which I guess like a girl fucking me in the ass is like maybe weirder than that, but like, um, but yeah, I had a girl, I had a girl pee on me one time, and like it was hot just because like it's kind of degrading, right? Like you're sitting there, like you're you're do nothing but like my toilet kind of thing right like right. girls just pissing on you um so like yeah i liked that um but yeah i feel was like that i like, told you a lot of, was it in the shower what? or was it just like in the bed where she peed on you yeah it was in the shower okay. hell no i wasn't about to mess up my bed yeah it was in the shower <laughs> um yeah because i was like <laughs> i was like no not messing up my bed nope so yeah that was that was in the shower um I would still do that. Like I would, that's something I would, I would do again. Like, cause like I said, the whole degrading aspect. Of it, well, like, yeah. I you could just really wash hot. it off with soap right afterwards. Um, Who doesn't pee? Yeah. In the shower? And like, I sure as fuck do. Exactly. What? And if someone drinks <laughs> a lot, then it's, Oh, who doesn't pee in the shower? What the hell? Alex, you don't pee in the shower? No, the toilet's right next to the shower. I always pee in the shower. Ew. <laughs> what, okay, Miss Germaphobe. <laughs> when you have that warm water on you, you don't want to just, in the shower like what the hell yeah i pee in the shower oh my god okay yeah i get maybe i'll have to try yeah. it tomorrow see what i'm missing yeah, let us know what happens i will oh my god that's funny <laughs> um yeah so like that's kind of i don't know that's like a lot about me um that's kind of like where i am and what i'm trying to do is like trying to figure out like I just really like, I don't know. I'm still into this huge like exposure fantasy, like being exposed for the sissy that I am and, and whatnot. Like, I'm sure you've heard about that fantasy. So you're saying you um, want us to post you on social media. I was just going to say, do you want us to put you on our Twitter? Cause we can. I know. Like I would, uh, it's like one of those things where like, I really want it. And then like, you know, the post not clarity sometimes is like, do you want it or do you not? Yeah. Um, well, think about it think and let us know. It. Yeah, we could totally do it if you want us to. Just give us the green light. We got your uh, sissy pictures. And if you want yeah. us to put it on our Twitter page, our Twitter page isn't very popular anyway, but. Okay. I mean, it's, it's like. It's the only place like, it won't get taken down. Yeah, true. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like, that's, that's the thing is like, I, I want it, you know, like, I would love to. And like, I don't know. I've. I've had a couple of people expose me. Like I've had a couple of pages expose me. Um, and it's like a huge turn on. Like, Oh my God, you like, you just love it. And 
and you don't want it and then you like you want it and then like you just keep wanting it um yeah like even right now i'm like really wanting to go walk around outside right now in my skirt and stuff um you should take I a think little do walk it. down the street um yeah i might just do it i mean like listen you only have powers yeah yolo yolo yeah um i mean i, I gotta start sometime if i want to try to start being a, a sissy more in public plus i mean like and the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll get. And so. who, what, who cares what other people think? This is your life. Live the live the best life you have. Don't live it for anybody else. That's how I feel. I do whatever the fuck I want when I want, if it's going to embarrass me or not. Well, I just stepped out of the car, so I'm walking around right now. Yes. Good. <laughs> Go, sissy Kylie. <laughs> I've got the... Um, my stockings and then my short little skirt showing off my little the only thing is like my clitty is kind of hanging out yeah pull your <laughs> clitty out <laughs> you want it to no. if you want to oh, just don't like, do it in what? front of people you don't get arrested no no go like, up to someone's window yeah and just pull put it your clitty on there <laughs> like peekaboo yeah especially if they're eating dinner <laughs> um but yeah i mean i do have like my my ass is kind of hanging out and i'm wearing my thong so good for you <laughs> yes i love this yeah i mean i'm just like i said i'm basically just trying to uh, find someone and pursue this a little more because it's something that like you i feel like i said i feel like i gotta like try it more like publicly before I, I know if it's something I really want or not. Start doing it like once a week and then like work your way up. Yeah. And then I think maybe on like FetLife, you could find people. I know like the dating apps and all that shit is a little, um, but I think there's people more with like similar sexual fetishes and you can narrow it down to the sexual fetish that you want on FetLife, even if you just FaceTime with them or chat with them for a little bit. I know a lot of people found people with similar fetishes on there. Yeah, that's true. I could try that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Well, any other, like, was there anything else? I know I told you guys, so I'm sure you guys might have more questions, but, like, was there anything I pertaining to? No, that was great. I think you answered a lot of our questions, and thank you so much for calling in and yeah. explaining everything to us, because we definitely had some questions about it, but I think you thoroughly went over everything. Oh, well, I'm glad I was able to chat with you about it and whatnot um again if you ever want to uh i guess have a chat or something or if you just want to you know humiliate a little sissy like myself then you guys can go ahead and give me a call or something all right we we will do that and have fun walking around in your outfit keep us posted all righty i appreciate it all right have a good night great night all right you as well Bye. bye bye Well, that answered our questions. (laughs) Like, it was like, speak of the devil. He said he couldn't call in. And then we were like, we want to know about small penis humiliation. That's not, he doesn't even have a small penis. No. It's it's, humiliation. Right, right. And he does like small penis humiliation because you don't necessarily need to have a small penis. Right. To 
have small penis humiliation. It's all about the fucking humiliation aspect of it. Correct. And he was a smart guy too. And he knows that it's, it's crazy that like, he knows that everything is mind over matter stuff. Right. But it's still the part of your brain that you can't control. And he knows that these thoughts, and it doesn't, like he says that these thoughts are not thoughts that he should have even though who gives a fuck but like it's still and he works like his job is like working with the brain and like but it's i don't know i think that's crazy that he is like he almost sounds like he's in a psychology degree yeah for his job but he didn't say that right anyway i don't know i thought that was pretty cool well thank you sissy kylie for calling in we love you we love you sissy kylie um we also want to talk about how you spent your New Year's? How I <laughs> spent my fucking New Year's. My dumb ass swore I was immune to COVID. So did Al. Alex, you used to think you're immune to it too. I 100% am. I thought I was too. I didn't get it. I was COVID clear for fucking two, two and a half years. years now. And <laughs> you work from home. I'm like yeah. in the fucking dead center of it. I must see I see hundreds of people every single day at my job and I'm across from them and it sure is fucking shit the day before New Year's Eve I got it so that's how I rang in my year well everyone at your job had it so it was like inevitable it was inevitable I kind of knew that I was gonna get it um because like the Tuesday before New Year's Eve one of the guys had to finish a deal and he was hovering me but he knew he had COVID I would have killed him and then I like had COVID two days later it wasn't that it wasn't bad though literally I'm sorry I mean granted everybody reacts differently to it some people were hospitalized so I shouldn't make light of it some people died from it yeah for me it was a fucking sinus infection that's literally all it was. Right. And then my boyfriend, he got it too, because of course I gave it to him. Right. And his was a sinus infection too. And it's just like getting our energy back that was like a little bit. It, it's been slow getting the full energy back. And like my head has been hurting a lot, but that's really it. So, and yeah. then like your cousin said the same thing. Right. Yeah, she got it. Um, but then I was with her and I didn't get it. I've been around a lot of people that have had it and I never got it. Well, that was me for the entire time until recently when this little fucker was literally hovering over my shoulder. Yeah. And I got it. So I'm an Omicroner. Omicron? What is it? Omicron? I have no fucking idea. I don't even care anymore. I ain't a Delta or I ain't the OG kind. I'm an Omicroner. So I'm like just getting over the shit. Well, good. Because now you have the antibodies. So you don't have to worry about it. Although they were saying like you shouldn't just get COVID to get it over with to get the antibodies. Oh, whatever. They also said wear 10 masks at one point. (laughs) So like... One of my coworkers they also said the vaccines works, but everybody that's vaccinated is getting fucking COVID. My boyfriend vaccinated COVID. And I'm, his symptoms weren't any less than yours. They weren't any less so, or worse than mine. I'm not vaccinated, got COVID. Yeah, so miss me with that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's how I uh, rang in my new year. And, disappointed uh, but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised, guys. So welcome to season three of Disappointed but not surprised. Go follow us on all social media. Uh, Instagram is Disappointed But Not Surprised. Facebook is Disappointed But Not Surprised Pod. Twitter and TikTok TikTok is Podcast DBNS. Mm -hmm. 
And also, Sissy Kylie just texted us that he wants us to put him on blast on podcast so you can find his picture, Sissy Kylie, on Twitter. Podcast The only place we don't get banned from. The only place we don't get banned from. All right, guys, before we close out. Confession Corner. Okay, first confession. I spilled like six pints of beer's worth on a kid and I don't feel bad. Good. Good. I wouldn't either. Fucker. This kid was running full speed through the restaurant. Like full speed. I was carrying a tray full of beers, probably six, and I tried to sidestep this kid and he runs full on into my legs. Two glasses fell, but luckily not on him. He was soaked by beer though as they fell behind him. I caught the other four on the tray with my arm but a large portion of the wheat juice got him good. He starts crying, and I felt internally satisfied. That's what you get for running in a restaurant. A valuable lesson, and nobody got hurt. I know his parents will be taught an even more valuable lesson about letting their child run through an extremely busy restaurant. You know what? Good. Too bad the glass didn't fall on his head, and he got a concussion. (laughs) (laughs) No, because I hate... Control your fucking kids. I hate when people let their kids run rampant. It irks me like discipline the motherfucker well we at the at my job at the dealership the amount of kids that are slamming car doors and running and like if their fingers get caught in the door i'm probably gonna fucking laugh yeah exactly you don't slam these car doors and then we have some cars that are like fifty thousand dollars and you're like running in them like slamming them laughing banging in them and the thing is it's like you can't even blame the kid like you more blame the parent parent for being a dick right and like discipline your fucking kids sit there and shut the fuck up yeah kids don't know better unless they're disciplined like i was never like beat or anything as a child but like we knew how to behave like you don't act like that or you get taken home right plain and simple um you know what i ain't mad about the beer being spilt on the kid i'm not mad at all all right next confession next and last confession my boyfriend eats tuna by candlelight (laughs) Weird flex, but okay. (laughs) He eats tuna fish sandwiches in the bathroom by candlelight and calls it a vibe. I didn't find out about this until today, just now, when he got up and said he was going to make some tuna fish sandwiches for his bath and asked if I wanted to make some to join him. Apparently, this is a regular occurrence and he's been doing it for years whenever he would take a bath or smoke a dab pen in the restroom before he moved out of his mom's. I'm not like upset. I told him that if my food touches the bathroom air or surfaces, I lose my shit and we laughed about it. So it's not a deal breaker. But God, is it weird? And then I wait. She wrote in again. I just found out he puts cheese on them, too. Number one, like tuna fish grosses me out in general. It reminds me of cat food. Yeah. And second of all, there's like shit particles floating in the air in the bathroom and you're like eating in there like there's that's wrong on so many levels. That is so weird. Okay, I'm going to say two things, too, because the shit that you find out when you're in a fucking relationship. Okay, the tuna fish is fucking weird. But when I was in covid with my boyfriend, I didn't realize like we're only six months in and I guess he's been on his best behavior so far. Like they usually are. 
in the first six months. Yo, this motherfucker makes full meals at like four o'clock in the morning when he gets up to pee and then he just hops back into bed. He ate garlic knots <laughs> in the middle of the night. His breath he must have been wonderful. Teeth. Did not brush his teeth and then hops back into bed. I'm like, what the fuck? I hear him like snacking on chips in the, like two nights ago. And I hear this like really loud crunching. And then I go and wake up the next morning and I like didn't know if I was dreaming because I'm still like still sick from being so sick that my sleep is like really heavy. Yeah. So I didn't know if I was like dreaming. And then I get up yesterday morning. And there's like a fucking protein shake in the garbage that was like milk based. <laughs> fucking he ate corn chips at like three o'clock in the morning when he got up to pee and drank a protein shake. Mine does that too, though. I think it's a man thing. Like all of a sudden I'll hear like, <laughs> like and it's like checks mix. <laughs> He ate lamb last night. Fucking, we got Greek food last night. So now this has become like a thing. Like it's like three o'clock in the morning. He gets up to pee, eats a fucking meal of like meat, cheese, and protein shakes, and like hops back into bed. Oh my God. And it's the smelliest shit. It's the garlic knots. It's all that stuff. Also, another side note I had a friend that broke up with somebody. Because you know how everybody leaves a glass of water next to their fucking bed? Yeah. He had chocolate milk next to his fucking bed. That's disgusting. That's why do disgusting. I just picture it with flies all over it? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> so she broke up with him. Like, it was literally, she was like, dude, he would wake up and he would drink chocolate milk and he would have that as his bedside table, like, beverage. Ew, then it's, like, stuck on your teeth, like, sweaters. <laughs> yes. That's gross. Ew. How do you think I feel about the protein shake at night that's yeah. dairy-based? <laughs> like, like, farting in his sleep? His teeth. <laughs> oh my god the shit that we put up with But like if you're up okay so when I have to get up at night to pee I get so angry because I'm like fuck I'm gonna lose like my sleepiness yeah like I can't even imagine like going to eat something yo and he then ate, like, like stuff shells and microwave them and then just hops back well, into bed wait well the night of Christmas I like snuck <laughs> out and ate lasagna at like 5 a.m <laughs> but whatever <laughs> I guess because it's like in the fridge. Yeah, it was like it was the leftovers. And I was like, I don't know. I didn't really like eat that much on Christmas because I was like hosting it. So I was like busy doing other shit. So then I was like, ooh, lasagna at four o'clock in the morning. But I didn't have work the next day. So that's also different. Like when I have work in the morning the next day, I like just try to hop right back into bed so I don't lose my tired. Well, we were coveting, So he didn't have any fucking work oh, to yeah. go to. So he was going to town. Yo, he was going to town. Like I was asleep and he's just eating bowls of cereal at the kitchen table. <laughs> I think it's a man thing. So funny. They all do that. His like brother does guy. the same thing. Yeah. I asked his uh, sister-in-law, who's my good friend, if his brother eats like 
an array of fucking food in the middle of the night. And she goes, oh, yeah, I walked out to the kitchen. And he's got like meat and cheeses spread out. And it's like three o'clock in the morning. And she's like, what are you doing, bud? He's like, eating cheese. She goes, OK. And like just goes back to bed. Oh, my God. I don't know if it's like a guy thing or it's like. I think part- it is because I don't know. I would wake up in the morning feeling gross. I would feel disgusting if I ate stuffed shells in the middle of the night. Right. Uh, or like protein shakes and garlic knots dude no the next morning it was like like coming through his fucking pores like it sits in his stomach i was like you stink oh my god thank god like i was so clogged sinusy that i couldn't like smell it all that bad but like yo you find out a lot about somebody when you're stuck with them during quarantine oh 100 percent you find out more about somebody when you're like stuck quarantining than you are like as a fucking married couple just living your day-to-day life. There was like an article on something and it was about a girl who it wasn't they weren't from America, they were from somewhere else and the country went on like lockdown. She was on a first date oh, with a first guy. Date, yeah. Yeah, you saw that China she had to, like, or whatever. quarantine in his apartment for like however long. Yeah, I'm I like, well, they're going to get that. to know each other really Real well, really quick. quick. Yo, imagine if that was like your only clothes that you had. I don't even understand that. How do you go on a full lockdown, like all of a sudden, like purge style? Yeah, I mean, they had, I feel like it's bullshit. They would have had to have announced like, this is what we're doing. Right. And you could it's have not gone home. Like you could go home. It's not like, hey, you're just stuck here and you're locked in his fucking apartment. Yeah. I don't know. The whole thing. I saw that though, where she was from like an Asian country and she went on a first date and then she got locked there in quarantine or whatever. Yeah. It's probably like clickbait bullshit, but still like imagine. Yeah. Like, hey, nice to meet you. I guess we're doing this. Well, remember our one friend that that went home with the guy at the music festival and stayed at his house for three days and did not shower once. Oh, yeah. And he was and like, he was dude, like, don't you shower? need to go home? And yeah. she's like, no, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, well, do you want to take a shower? And she's like, no, I'm good. Like, we were at a music festival sweating, sweating. our freaking tits and vaginas off for like 12 hours. And then you like, just didn't Hop shower bed. for days. I wouldn't let that person in my fucking sheets after being at a music no. festival sweating like that. Hell no. She's so weird anyway, though. I know. <laughs> we kind of want to get her on the pod because her <laughs> life is fascinating. We got to get her on. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed uh, Sissy Kylie. Go check him out on our Twitter page, Podcast DBNS, and we will see you next week. Disappointed but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised. Disappointed but not surprised.